and my wife will remember that. The first time he told me he loved me, there we were on a cruise in Hawaii and there was fireworks. And then we look over and my dad's like grinding on a pole, dancing like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yo show. Welcome to the Michael Yo Show. It is Michael Yo, days before Christmas. It's going down. Please subscribe to the channel. Everything's going great, man. You guys have really come through this year. My special was released in March. Oh, by the way, this is Alex. Yeah, man, it's been a great year. Yeah, and I appreciate your help with everything. Yeah, so you've been uh, you've been doing this uh, nationwide tour this mm. year. Let's talk about that. What What do you think was your best show? And you got to give us a worst show. Worst show. Uh, I won't say the city because okay. you know all these clubs pay me. Yeah, but I did do a show. You know what's very humbling about comedy that I love is. You could go to a city, sell out all the shows. You could go to another city, and you do okay. But it just humbles you because you're like, wait a minute. On this show, half the room is empty. You know, and until you break through like a Joe Coy, like a Sebastian, like a Gabriel, you know, it's very humbling. And that's what, and that's what I kind of love about comedy, too. You know, it's always, it's always a struggle. When you think you got it figured out, you don't have it figured out. So I was in this city. And I was expecting great numbers, right? And I get there and it didn't do so great. And I was like, wow, very humbling moment because the week before I was in a market and sold out all the shows. So that's what I love about it. And that I would say that's my worst show because I get really down when I don't move a lot of tickets. You know what I mean? Especially if you've been in a market several times. If, you, if it's your first time, you just don't know how it's going to go. And that, by the way, if you hear a baby crying, I'm at home and that's why I do the podcast. So there you go. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a thing where if you go to a market several times, you're like, I've been here enough. I should be selling tickets. But then you go to a market one or one or two times and then you sell tons of tickets. So it's always keeps you on the top of your toes. But my worst show ever was not last year. It was when I did colleges. Those were the worst. I remember a college kid stood up, raised his hand. I go, yes. He goes, when you're going to be funny. Like, no way. Yes. I did not do that. <clears throat> that was. That was the moment I quit colleges because I had, I was engaged. I was like, I, I don't I, need this, man. No, it was just, <laughs> just like, I was past that. Like I didn't, I honestly, I couldn't relate to them. Yeah. They were way, I was too old. They were too young. I, I hated it. And I didn't even want, like, it was just, you know, it was a great money grab, but I, I hated it, you know, because I had to go into colleges. You had to usually, and they were far, you had to drive. I mean, you had to land and then drive two, three hours and you by yourself. It's miserable. Pays a lot of money. Pays a lot of money, but absolutely miserable. And after, I just hated the idea that college kids, because they book you through this thing called NACA, that college kids kind of controlled your your worth. Yeah, I see. You know what I mean? Like, like based on the based on the demand or based on the demand, but they book you too, college kids. So you're talking about 17, 18, 19 year olds basically giving you your worth. You know, and I didn't like that. I didn't like, like, I don't know. I just didn't. It's like I worked too hard to go backwards and for an 18-year-old to go, yeah, we like you. Ah, you know? You all right. Yeah, you all right. You all right. So well, let's cha change the gears a little bit. What about the best show? Because I know you had a lot of good shows. Yeah. But if there's one that you remember from touring around the, touring around the country this summer, or there, well, you know, like my first standing ovation of a massive show happened in Denver. That was awesome. You know, that's always great when you get that big standing ovation. And then like St. Just going, here's what I'm humbled about is the markets that I do really well, they continue to grow. 
And that's what's so great. Like St. Louis, Denver. Uh, I'm next year. I'm going to Texas. I, I do really well in Texas. So it's a thing where I'm just grateful that I get to do what I love to do. And it's amazing. I talk to my wife all the time. It's like, it's pretty amazing that I made this choice 12 years ago to just do stand up, And now it's my income. Yeah, that's absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of, I saw what I saw on television was I saw with me, I'm talking about myself, entertainment reporting to me was, was a very short career because I did it all in a very short time in entertainment television. It's like, there's no higher you could go. I think it's kind of like when, um, what's his name? Uh, Trevor Noah quit the daily show. It was kind of like, what else can I do here? You know, I could, the same people are going to know, I'm not going to gain a new audience from this because everybody that watches it, watches it. Right. So in entertainment news, there was no new people to get because I already did it for like seven to like almost like 10, 11 years. So it's like, I've done everything in that. Now it's time to reach a new audience. So that's what I'm doing now. I wasn't in the comedy scene back then because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I was probably a teenager. Mm-hmm. But from what I'm looking at now versus from what I remember back yeah. then, I think comedy is way bigger now. It is. Because you have more platforms like Netflix that can like you know fund these specials or, or just push them out. And it's like back then, uh, where were comedy specials coming out? Back it, it was HBO. HBO. That that go. was the only one HBO. But also now, like mine, you can put you it can. out yourself. It's free. It's free. You put it out. You know, you make money from. I made all my money back just from YouTube, right. not including the sound. That thank thank you Sirius XM, all the uh, comedy stations for playing it. I mean, I've made threefold on my special, and it hasn't even been a year yet. So it's definitely paid off. What about you? Best experience, worst experience of the oh, year? Oh man, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um. Well. I think the best experience, let's start off with a little bit of positive here. Yeah. Um, well, I managed to launch a few businesses this year, which was great. Um, but it's always like, a, uh, there's always this like self doubt for some reason, you know, really? Like I believe in myself, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, what am I doing? You know? Uh-huh. Um, cause I think when I launched my, uh, video company and everything, um, I started off doing weddings and, uh, I was like 18. And I maxed out all my credit cards to get don't, all the equipment. don't recommend this for, no. to people at all. Cause this is dangerous. Max out all my credit cards to, um, buy, uh, advertising, to buy equipment, to, um, you know, get stuff done. And, uh, it ended up, uh, paying off. Um, but some people like, they always kind of like, you know, I don't know. They doubt you, you know, yeah. until you make it highlight of my year. When you get people who message you, who used to talk to you. Yeah. And they're like, yo, I seen you on here. Yes. And yes. I'm yes. Just like, why are you? I'm like, yeah, no, are you, are you skeptical about it or I'm do you... skeptical. I didn't respond. Okay. I'm you don't responding. respond. No. Wow. Okay. I don't want to like, I, I think you have like a, a joke where you say something about like, uh, you like predictability, right? Yes. Yes. And right now it's me. My unpredictability is my business. Yes. You know, where you're trying to grow it, you know, there's no, you know, future outcome. Other than that, I love coming home to my wife. I like going out on date nights. Yeah. I'll go out with the occasional friends, but usually it's like a, a double date because we're all, you know, hitched. And so I, I don't need to. You know yeah. what, man? I tell people, I, I tell people consistency is a great thing. hundred percent. I, I remember when I got older, of course, when I was young, single was great. But when I got older, it was kind of bummed me out going home and I don't know what's going to happen. 
because what you wind up doing when you're single and you're older is going home and going, well, I don't want to be alone. So you just call a person you don't really want to hang out with just because you don't want to be alone. You know, so now you're on a date with somebody you don't even want to be with, really. Just so you're not alone. Just so you're not alone, you right. know. And I, I, it was kind of that cycle I was going through for a while. And then, you know, I had that dream about me dying, being at my uh, funeral, seeing just random chicks I hooked up with in the past at my funeral. And I go, if I die today, that's my legacy. And then it changed. It just, everything changed since then. And I di- there's a big difference. And I said this before on the podcast. If you're a guy, there's dating to date and then there's dating to get married. And it's two different women you date. It's two, like the like my wife is beautiful. She's great, but she also is nice, uh, considerate. So just from so, the beginning, did you know that uh, day one. you were trying to date your wife to marry? Day, her, right? Yes. Right, so let me ask you. Yeah. When? Because everybody for some reason who gets married has like a similar answer. When did you start busting out like the life goals and like? all those like deep questions like the oh first date yeah okay exactly everybody well because because i think here's what i honestly think a woman can't make a guy ready a guy when he's ready he's ready and i this may sound bad but i think there's a lot of right people for you in your lifetime it depends if you're ready and that goes for the others side too you know what i mean i think there's right like for instance when i was 18 i dated a girl and I knew she, right there, I knew she was going to be a fun, and we were only 18. I knew she was going to be a phenomenal mom. She was going to have a great family. And now when I see her on Facebook, it's exactly what I thought yeah. she was going to be. You know, but I was 18. It was like, no. But when I met my wife, it was just like, I was at a point where I wanted to settle down. So I go, hey, do you want to have a family? The, the, all those, do you want to get married? How long do you want to wait till you get married if you find the right one? And we talked about all that stuff the first date because- you're not wasting time. Wait, not wasting time, but also <laughs> here's the thing. If you're talking to a woman and you ask those questions the first date and she walks away going, this dude's crazy, then she's not the one. But some women would appreciate it go, oh, my God, this is what I've been waiting for. No games. You know what yeah. I mean? It's kind of like when you go on a date and that girl wakes up the next morning and you've already texted her. There's two ways she can take that text. If she likes you, it's like, oh, it's so sweet. He texts me as soon as he waits. If she doesn't like you, go, this dude's a creeper, a stalker. You know, so it all depends on that, man. But I, I always hated those, uh, uh, like, when I would watch stuff, like, like online, you get stuff on your feed, like, like never text back within the first 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, man. I don't got time to play these I don't, games. I don't have to. Anytime I hear that, it's like, <laughs> The, the the game like like when you play games you're gonna get played yeah. and then you're gonna play somebody like when it's real there's no games like I wanted to be with my wife after we met every single day yeah. you know did I know the first date it was gonna work out to be like this no but I knew there was something by like I would say a month in I knew well you know? I I think this is a there's a very I think people go a few different ways on this but I don't think that love is meant to be I think that love is a choice and i think you get two people that find each other at the right time and then they just choose to love each other till till the end and see i i, I okay that's good and, that's a good angle yeah, okay and so like like you have to wake up every day and make the choice to to love your wife and she has to do the same i don't know it's just i i don't feel like it's a choice it's just i it feels i don't know it's just well, it's it, a cho- it's you don't feel like it's a choice because you've been doing it for so long no 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 it's because i want to do it i i think it's a choice when like only choices happen when you are questioning it no you know? no no yeah. it doesn't, no 
Yeah, because if you have to make a choice, that means you have to decide if you want to be in something or not. What I'm well, what I'm saying is like you could choose to be with somebody else and or keep looking for like the yeah. the the perfect person that doesn't exist. But I think people choose well, to love I, their partner. Well, I, I I okay, I know what you're saying, but I tend to disagree. I do think there are right people for you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like like I do think right people. I'm going to choose not to like the ones. <laughs> well, until you're ready. Yeah, until you're ready. Till you're ready, then you choose not to like those people. But like I said, I I I knew from day 1 that there was something special, and then a month in I knew she was the one. It's just I didn't tell her I loved her for like a year on purpose cuz we or like 9 months, 10 months because I wanted to make it special on New Year's Eve. Where, because we were on a cruise and it was fireworks. And I'm, when I do stuff, I like moments. I don't just like. Because you remember, you just told me you're like I was on a cruise. There were fireworks. Yeah, I want, and yeah. my wife will remember that. The first time he told me he loved me, there we were on a cruise in Hawaii, and there was fireworks. And then we look over, and my dad's like grinding on a pole, dancing like yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the memory, and and I like. Like, that's the thing in my relationship. I like moments. Like, if you go on YouTube and watch my uh, engagement, there's four moments, big moments in that engagement. So my thing is, if, I, if I'm if i in a relationship, I want to make moments for that person so they never forget. So that, that's my angle. New Year's resolution. What's one of yours? Your top number one. Do something for myself. Okay. Like personal projects. I feel like this last year with all the businesses, I've been working a little bit too much like on building the business but that's not like my passion like i like it don't get me wrong i look forward to working every day but like i, I want a project like okay that i could work on okay what 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 type of project this is gonna sound crazy okay i like making things yes don't know this uh i like making things so i'm going to start making videos about me making things in my first project well this may take a few months to come yeah out, but um i'm going to make um, trash cans that take themselves out to the curb. Trash cans that take themselves out to the curb. Yeah. But you have to control it. No. I'm oh, use, I got to I'm going to use this. AI. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be awesome. I just, because I sat down with some friends like the other night and, um, you know, my friends have built, they, they've all built like, you know, huge channels on YouTube, either now or in the past. Yeah. And we were just talking. I'm like, gosh, I'm like. I'm like, I do this for other people. Like, I'm behind the scenes of multiple yeah. things that, that are huge. And I'm just like, why? Like, I, I want to, I would do the trash can thing even if I was filming it. Or yeah. Because I think it's awesome. I think it's great and people will watch and it. And so um, I'm like, why not film it? So I'm just going to film it. And uh, yeah, so that's my biggest New Year's, resolu uh, New Year's resolution, just to bet on myself a little bit more. Now, is this a big financial risk or not really? Because um, you have all the equipment. It's... Uh, I'm not, it's not a financial risk, but I, I'm losing out maybe on putting that time towards my business. Uh, so I may, even though it's not going to like ding me, cause now I have like a sustainable thing going on. Maybe the expansion is not going to be as fast. Got um, you. And other than that, spending money on, on the well, projects, like I have to probably buy like a, either I could build it, which would take way too much time or I could buy like a broken down wheelchair to make a base for it. Got you. And so like, it does take resources for that but well you always told me and i i think and i'm just be honest i think that's where my show the yo show kind of struggles is because there's two things i absolutely love because you got to talk about your passions I, I love just talking to people and that's one thing but you know it needs to be more direct i love relationship advice like giving it so that's something i want to work 
2024 and 2023. You should have your wife on the show. Oh, yeah. And you guys should do a segment where people call in with their relationship. Uh, Dude, if you can set up yeah. a phone line, I would love to do it. Yeah. Like, Alex, by the way, if you don't know, a master engineer, he sets up everything for the Yo Show. Uh, if we can set up a phone line in here, yeah, for 100%. Sure. I would love to get relationship advice on that. I want to call it uh, All Guys or Dogs Find One You Can Train podcast. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. But I feel like that would be Oh, I think I, yeah. it would it would blow up because that's my passion. And my other passion is the Miami Hurricanes college football team. I love the Miami Hurricanes college football team and I have a couple of comedians. You know the problem is we're all stand-ups. Yeah. So we're all everywhere and it's hard to get in one spot. But if we ever could get in one spot, that's something I would love to do. But those are my two passions, but I can make the relationship one work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's something that I cuz Ever since I was young, women always come up to me and ask me relationship. Like if they were friends, friends of friends. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, we can we can give our opinion on that. And I really like doing that. And I can see, you know, like a podcast really growing. Because I think women, of course, they want to hear women talk about it. But they really want a guy's opinion too. And I think as long, you know, a lot of guys are too bro-ish to give advice. And I feel like I fall right in between where like women would like, okay, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. My wife and I thought about doing something similar one time because, um, in case you guys didn't know, we're total like opposites. Yes. Um, and she gives emotional answers and I give very, uh, analytical answers. Mm -hmm. And what does she do for work? Your wife. Yeah. Oh, uh, she works in like uh, financial implementation. Oh, okay. I thought I thought it was something that had to deal with like kids for some reason. No, no, no that no. would make sense. But no, yeah. no, no. I, I know <laughs> what you mean because uh, how I like since I'm on both sides, I actually I'll make my argument, but then I'll try to look on the other. I side. like yeah, I like. I'll try that. to do both, or before I say something, I try to look at both sides, and and I learned that basically you know all my life, but more so in politics now today too. That I don't really talk about on the show, but you got to kind of, to me, you got to know both sides to have the to have a decent answer. Because if you're just pushing one side, you're just you, uh, like one side calls it a sheep. Well, you're both sheep because you're both pushing what the what your person's saying. You, you know, know what, what I mean? would be interesting? I saw somebody do this on YouTube. I forgot who it was, but they had their mom uh, come on the show and they explained like the pop the uh pop culture drama that's going on because they have no clue yeah and they would give their opinion on it so like like uh gosh i can't Kanye west and alex Something jones like, yeah yeah but they they don't know who they are like yeah. whatever and they're like what do you think <laughs> like and they're you, just giving the opinions yeah based off a of situation yeah, and moms know? are very very blunt and they'll be like especially my especially mom. your mom my mom is and my dad's very blunt but it, it's kind of crazy like Kanye west with alex jones and Kanye says on there, Hitler had some uh, good, good traits. Thing, good traits. <laughs> yeah. And then when Alex Jones is like, yo, you need to shut up. I was like, when Alex Jones, the Makes dude that said that the shooting didn't happen, looks at you and goes, yo, you need to slow down. You know, you know you're in a bad spot. I was like, okay, okay, we've gone way too far. That's like Epstein telling Leonardo DiCaprio, hey, the girls you're dating are a little bit too young. You know, it's like... <laughs> It's just that level, you know what I mean? It's just that level. Let's um, let's let's go through some of the biggest moments of the year. There was too many, so I can't remember them all. Yeah, but I, I can't like the whole. I'm over. By the way, if you like the Megan and Harry stuff, I'm over them. I just you remember when they said they I've moved never to, gotten into that. Well, my thing is I'm never either. But the 
the fascination with people in those royals is mind-blowing. But I remember when they first left England, they said, we're going to just go away, da-da-da. And then I've seen them more than I saw them in England. It's like they're on Netflix, they're doing this, they're doing that. I thought you were going to disappear. Like that was a whole thing to leave there, not to be on the news. And now you're like, oh, well, just kidding. You actually wanted, you didn't want that bad attention, but you still want a lot of attention where, like, I, I don't know. You make this big stink about you're always in the news, you're always in the press, but yet you're doing stuff in the news and press all the time. I've, so I've I didn't never gotten into that. those two. No. I, I stayed away because I was like, to me, royals don't make sense. I'm it like, doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, 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 it yeah. doesn't. And people in England like you know, don't respect our culture, and I get it's their culture, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. There, there are things in America that don't make sense. Trust me. I get yeah. it. I get it. This is going to be a hot take, okay? Okay. I had a conversation with a, um, a family member about this the other day. But when do we cut out things from our culture that are toxic? Let me give you an example, okay? Yes. I'm Hispanic. Traditionally, Hispanics, or at least Mexicans, mm-hmm. have rodeos. You ever seen a Mexican rodeo? No. It's brutal. What, what is it? They... Okay, they do a lot of things, but even American rodeos are terrible. But yes. Oh, you're talking about the treatment to animals. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. gotcha. Yes. I, okay, but it's more ingrained in Mexican culture than it is America. American, it's like a, yeah. you know, a South or West thing, whatever, yeah. I get it. It's in te- well, I'm from Texas. There's rodeos there all you the go. time. Yeah. But in Mexico, it, like, it's literally cultural, goes back decades. Yeah. But me, as a Hispanic, you know, person with a family and everything, I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right, that's one thing we should not do. And like, the rodeo. It still happens, yeah. And so, like, I don't know. Like, so so my point is, like, where do we take, like, culture and we're like, you know, we don't need to progress this just because it's cultural. You know you know what's interesting? And I, I don't know the history on this, but I was thinking, honestly, I was thinking about this last night because every time I get off stage, I think crazy things and thoughts because it's kind of like my mind is going and try. It's in a creative zone like an hour after I get off a stage, and that hour takes place when I'm driving home. So I was thinking about gladiators, right? People used to go into auditoriums to watch gladiators, a man and a man, kill each other, Yeah, right? Like, that death was the outcome to that. People used to crowd around and watch black people and other people get hung. You know, that was... And then somebody said, you know what? We shouldn't do that. And then in glad... But we think we evolve, but we really haven't because... Now our culture is not fine with it, but letting it go, people shoot up schools and they kill kids now. So we think we're so civilized compared to the past, but at least in the past, it was one man against one man and they both had an equal chance to kill each other, right? Then you, the hangings, unnecessary, wrong, right? And it never should have happened. But now we're like, oh, we're so much more civilized than that. We're, we're letting people go into schools and shoot them up. We can't solve it, yeah. So we, we kind of like, we've evolved, but the same, just worse now. You know, so I thought about that on the way home last night and i don't know if it's a good take or not but i it just really hit me like there was somebody in the past goes you know what we shouldn't have gladiators anymore and there was somebody in the past that goes you know what we shouldn't hang people anymore you know and then but still today we're like yo shoot up a school where one side's going to defend guns and one side's going to try to take them away you know what i mean so this won't happen again or put regulations on it and people are against that so what I'm trying to say, because I just thought about this last night, we've evolved but not at the same time. Does that make any sense? Am I making any sense? Uh, I, I view that a little bit differently because yeah. I think if you ask the majority of the populations, 
they're going to be like, yeah, sh-. Like, of course we've cause evolved because both both sides agree that school shootings are terrible. Yes, their their solutions are just Di- different. There's well, what, what's the solution? To other, right. the, I mean, the left side saying we should put more regulation. What's the solution on the right side? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. That's their solution. That's not a solution. That's a statement. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I'm just And then they that, always go to mental health, but yet they won't back any bills that support mental health. I think that that's the, the biggest hypocritical thing that I've seen. Yeah. Because both sides agree that a big part of this is mental health. Yet where's the funding for mental health? Yes. That's yes. The, like, like, that makes no sense to me. But you have one side driving that yeah, uh, narrative, but they do nothing about it. True. You know, like to me, if you need to to work at McDonald's, you need a background check. But to own a gun, you don't. That just makes no sense. They they were like, oh, like Obama's going to. Nobody's taking your guns, man. Well, I like, mean, you do get a background check to buy a gun. No, you don't. You can buy guns without background checks all the time. That's you can go to one of these little uh, expos and buy. They don't ask for um, background checks. I think checks. it's certain states that when you buy private party, Nevada is not one of those. But we don't got to get into the into No, no, the no. But you can buy guns without a background check. 100%. No. Yes, you can. They got tons of these. these oh, out- the trade show? Yes. Things? They don't background check uh, you. No, I I no, I'm telling you. I'll have to look it up because I can't. I don't want to speak, you know. On yeah, no, no, no I got you. But I'm telling you, <laughs> you can go to these these festivals and yeah. buy stuff. They're not background checking you. You think they're saying, "Oh, we got to wait a couple of days before you sell you a gun at a festival"? No, they're giving it to you right then. We're walking out the door. That makes sense to me. I'll have to look it up. No, look yeah. it up. Look it up. And if this is true, you keep it in. If you if there's some, states, no, I'm going to keep this in. Yeah, we'll we'll follow up. It's we'll a follow time. Up. All right. All right. But I believe that there are festivals where you can go to with no background check and get a gun. 100%. With no problem. No problem. I guarantee you that's happening. I guarantee you. Now, uh, what else? I guess. Oh, I got I got yes. it. I got a yes. good one, okay? The new sweetheart of Hollywood. Let's talk about it. Jenna Ortega. You heard about this? No, tell me. Do you know Jenna Ortega? I know the name. Okay, she she's the new like uh, main character. Oh, in Wednesday. And, and Wednesday, she yeah, plays Wednesday. Everybody's yes. talking about her. She's yeah. like the new like thing right Big now, girl. right? Okay. Now let now let's. I got these TikToks popping up that are hilarious. It showed that. Uh, oh man, I mixed the two Pete's up. The Pete that dates everybody. The big Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson went on a date with her. No, that's a like, lie. It was rumored. It was rumored. And I'm how just, old is she? Uh, twenty, I believe. No, that's yeah. there's no way she went out on a date with Pete David. Hold on. Yeah, look at how up. old is Jenna Ortega? I don't think she. Would, they were man. given. They were given. Okay, but here's the double standard. Jenna Ortega dating Pete Davidson. They went on a date. They got pictures. The they, the paparazzi caught oh, them together. No. Okay, so. I was on. I was scrolling TikTok, and they put that meme like the he can't keep getting away with it because <laughs> Pete just look at him. He's still out here. But the, anyway, the 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 drama behind it was they were giving uh, crap to Pete for he's like uh, twenty nine or something, yeah. right? And he's dating a twenty or sorry, allegedly going yeah. on dates with a twenty year old. But Kim K was with Pete. She's like forty. Which is an, an extra. Oh, year I see what you're doing there. It's a double standard that they're not giving her flex. Look, if you're over, if you're, especially if you're 20 and up, you, you could date, you could date. It doesn't matter to me. Like 29 and 20 is not, a, my wife is 12 years younger than me. Now, granted, I didn't start dating her until I was 37. So she was like 25. So, 
that whatever, you know, I'm fine with that. So I'm the age thing. Once you're over 20 or 20 and up, you can make decisions. Now, if you're 40, a dude that's 40 dating a 20 year old, look, I'm not judging, but that's, you <laughs> know, not, you and it you. happens, <laughs> it happens, but I'm like, yo, you know, you, I don't know about that. You know, what do you have in common? You know, what do you really have in common? But people could say that about me and my wife. Y'all are 12 years apart. What do you have in common? Well, at least we, so you just work it out. Look, my friend always said, you can't help who you fall in love with. True. You know, you can't help. But Pete is in the game crushing it. And Nick Cannon is having babies all over the place. So y'all do your thing. No, I'm not judging. My New Year's resolution, because uh, we asked you yours, to spend yes. more time on yourself. Mine is to just be more flexible. I got to get knee surgery. So I'm going to get knee surgery. Have you been holding off on that or what? Yeah, for like 20 years. Oh, so, so you've known. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to get it at the end of January. I have like three weeks off of touring. Wait, why and are you getting it at the end of January? Because I'm touring till then. I got I got dates oh. all of January, and I'm shooting a TV show. So I got I to gotta do that at the end of January because I have like three weeks off. So I'm going to do it. And I was talking to the doctor. He goes, yo, I, because you got to remember, when I played college football, it was in the like 90s, right? Uh, and when they cut up your knee, they cut it open. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. Now they put two little incisions and clean My out. My dad everything. had it. Yep. Yeah. And I go, okay, so how long are you out? He goes, you're in rehab the next day, like walking. And I'm like, what? My dad said that the pain though was, was pretty up there though. It's pretty intense. Yeah. I guess it depends on the person yeah, too, you know, because yeah, I mean, mine is just a clean out. It's not like, Oh, he had like a full, Oh no, no, no. Mine's just, a, they're just going to clean it up. There's like stuff floating gotcha. around in it. Okay. It's kind of like a suck. They're just sucking oh, okay, some stuff okay. out. But they's like, you're in rehab the next day and you're walking, you're walking day up. I'm like, man, technology. Cause if you look at football players from the path, they got their knee wide. You see a stitch all yeah, the way across. They didn't even have a replacement. It's just, no. I know. Yeah. They just cut it open technology man and if you wait five more years it'd even be better you yeah. know so the reason i asked you was um you know most people when they have insurance it resets at the end of the year yeah i'm like no 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 i was like use it at the end of the year before oh yeah I oh no 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 i got insurance for next okay. year too oh trust me if my insurance was dead at the end of this year i would be having it right now oh no i'm just saying just for your uh your limits but yeah that makes sense yeah no 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 so it's it's a thing where i have great insurance luckily i'm with sag and they take care of me because you know, as long as you, you got to meet a certain level of money every year working as a working actor. But once you reach it, man, you're good. For oh, because they get a, like for everybody. Yeah, you pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I yeah, like yeah. That. So it's it's phenomenal. So, yeah, any any final words for this podcast? Uh, no, I just want to say um, Elon Musk, you have to step down as the uh, CEO of Twitter. Because Tesla stock is no, in no, the no, trash. He, he ran a poll. You see, this is how we're making executive decisions. That we're you ran a poll to. and they said, get out? Yeah. He's like, he's like, do you think I should step down as the CEO of Twitter? I will abide by this poll. Anyway, that's how we're deciding things now. So, uh, No, he's <laughs> stepping down because his stock at Tesla oh, yeah, has terrible. gone down $120. Terrible. It's terrible. <sighs> and it's so funny, man. You know what he reminds me of? It, he... I guess he's brilliant. Uh, you know, I don't really know the history because you hear different things like other people really started Tesla and I'm not here for that. Look, I think Tesla is phenomenal. I have a Tesla. I think it's the best car in the world, right? Whoever, he he has his thumbs all over his print. So good for you. You know, he's the Steve Jobs of Tesla to me. You know, he got it out there and stuff. But I will say when he took over Twitter, it's funny that I think you get, and I was trying to explain this to my dad. 
He goes, why does he like care about what people think? And I think it's this newfound, like people like will react to what you say because you own something now. And so you're like the, you're like the, the president of all presidents of like conversation. <laughs> and now what you say, everybody has to react to negatively and positively, which look, we know it's addicting. It's a dopamine, man. All the reactions, all the likes, and he's getting more than he's ever gotten in his life. It's addicting, you know? And I think, I think he could have been a, he could have been a billionaire, but like in the shadows, hundred percent. But, but billionaires don't want to be in shadows. That's what people don't understand. I used to, I used to, well, I still do know an international superstar. Right. And I remember we were at dinner. He goes, you know why people with money, uh, drive expensive cars. I go, why? He goes, because they want to let people know they got money. He goes, guess what though? When they're in a restaurant, everybody's eating the same food. So nobody knows who they are and nobody cares that they got money because everybody's enjoying the same food. So it takes away that power, right? So these billionaires, and then he goes, what do you think people with money want? Fame or do they want money? And most people with money want fame because they want people to know they have money. You know, if Elon Musk just created Tesla, was in the background and then bought Twitter, was in the background, nobody would really talk about him. And some people would be fine with that, but a lot like Donald, I mean, the list goes on Bezos, you know, like he wants it. He doesn't have to be seen, you know, these yeah, like, true. like, let's be honest. We've seen actors disappear that have a lot of money, but they go certain places to be seen, you know, yeah. you know? So it's a thing where if you have a lot of money, fame always wins out. They want people to, cause what's the, to them, I guess, once you have everything, what's the use of having everything when people don't know you have everything, Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I would love to make a lot of money and just fade into the background and live my life with my family. That's me, though, you know. But the profession I'm in, I can't do that right now unless I invent something, which is a possibility one day. So you never know. Yeah. You know, so that that's people will always I mean, there's a there is a percentage that would just play the background. And I'm sure there's a lot of billionaires. I, well, like I know that. a lot of really wealthy people like not we're not talking like billionaires, yeah. like, but millionaires. Yeah. And um. They have like everything they could want, yeah, except fame. So, fame, and that was the whole. When I was at dinner at this with this worldwide superstar, he goes, "People will take fame over money because when you're famous, you get everything for free, pretty much." Yeah, you know, you can go to a restaurant and they want you in there, so they'll give you a big discount or give it to you free, no matter how much money you have. If you're not famous, you're paying for everything. You know, That's you true. get free cars. If you're famous, they want you to drive their car. You go to the Oscars or Grammys, they give you bags worth thirty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars trips everywhere if you're famous. Because hotels just want you that. So fame can bring you not necessarily like there's people on reality shows that make no money. But since they're so famous, they get everything for free. Makes sense to me. You know? So fame is one thing that money can't buy because you're getting stuff for free. You know, and people care who you are. People don't, if people don't know you're a billionaire, they don't care. That's true. They don't care you're a billionaire. They could care less. You know what I mean? Because well, if you don't have a shirt on that says I'm a billionaire, you're just in a restaurant eating next to me. But if I see somebody on a big reality show, I'm like, yo, that's Kim Kardashian. It could be broke. And they could be yeah. sitting next to Jeff Bezos before everybody knew him. And Jeff Bezos is one of the richest people in the world, but nobody gives a crap about that dude. That's you true. know, it's all about the reality star. 
That's you know? true. So it, it's very interesting, the psyche. Uh, it's kind of like athletes, the most successful athletes that, that, oh, I wish I could be a singer. I wish I could be a rapper. I could, wish I could do something. You know, but, you know, like just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like comics. You know, we wish we could sing, some of us. But I, I feel like comedy, everybody wishes they could do comedy. You know, everybody That's I true. talk to. Because you're just by yourself. You don't have a backup band. It's the hardest thing in the world to do. 100%. 100%. Maybe billion, making a billion-dollar company is hard. But stand up when you're up there by yourself, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. All right. We're wrapping it up? I think so. All right. Have a happy new year. We will see you next year. I'm going to have so much content coming next year. Uh, we're building it out. We're building it. Next year in January, my special would have been out 10 months, man. It, it's a blessing. My station has gone from 30,000 views to over 60 million views in nine months, 10 months. And that's because of you. Thank you so much. My stand-up special is over 430,000, but some of the clips have 10, 11 million. Thank you very much. Alex, thank you for helping me build this out. Big shout out to Brian, uh, who built this studio here. And I uh, can't wait for next year. We're going to bring it. We're going to bring it. Have a great one. Make sure you subscribe. Where can they follow you, Alex? Just Type in Alexander Nava on YouTube. Okay, and me, just watch my special. That's all I ask. Watch my special. Later. <laughs>